0: to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Well, as we continue to take a look at um, enduring Christmas um, traditions, uh, none during the golden age of radio was perhaps as strong as the tradition of Lionel Barrymore, Playing Ebenezer Scrooge at Christmas time. From 1934 until his very last Christmas on earth in 1953, Lionel Barrymore appeared as Ebenezer Scrooge 18 times, only missing in 1936 when his wife died just before the performance and he could not go on. And his brother John went in his stead in 1938 when Orson Welles decided he wanted to crack at Scrooge. Starting in 1943, his uh, performance of The Christmas Carol took the place of the regularly scheduled episode of his show, Mayor of the Town. And uh, today's episode is uh, one of those. This comes from December the 23rd of 1944. And here now is A Christmas Carol with Lionel Barrymore.
1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. On this Christmas Eve, once again, Lionel Barrymore sets aside his role as mayor of the town to take you back to a Christmas Eve 100 years ago with his unforgettable portrayal of Scrooge. And now... Lionel Barrymore in Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Upon a Christmas Eve, on a mean and shabby street in London, stood the warehouse of Scrooge and Marley. Marley was seven years dead, but Scrooge never bothered to paint out the name. It was a waste of time, paint, and money. Oh, he was a tight fisted hand at the grindstone, was Ebenezer Scrooge, a squeezing, grasping, clutching, covetous old sinner. A frosty rhyme was on his head and on his eyebrows and on his wiry chin. And the cold within him iced his office in the dog days and didn't thaw it out one degree at Christmas. A fact that could be attested by Bob Cratchit, his overworked and shivering (laughs) clerk.
2: And what do you think you're about to do with that cold scuttle, Mr. Crescent? Uh, well, you see, my stove's gone out, Mr. Scrooge. Indeed. It was a very small fire to begin with, uh, Tell me, Mr. Crescent. You like working here? Oh, yes, yes, indeed, yeah. sir. And you have need of the 15, Bob? I pay you every week. Need? Oh, yes, indeed, sir. You, <laughs> you see, there's my wife, and Tiny Tim, and Belinda, and Martha, Well, and... Then may I suggest you forget the fire and get back to your work. Uh, unless, of course, you would prefer to keep Christmas by losing your situation. Losing? Oh, not... Oh, no, sir. I, I'll get on with copying those letters at once. No, I, I'm very sorry, Mr. Scrooge. It won't happen again, sir. I, I promise you. And chase that blasted little sweep away from the door. Christmas carol.
1: Yes, no wind that blew was bitterer than Ebenezer Scrooge. No pelting rain, less open to entreaty. And what did Scrooge think of Christmas. On well, this particular Christmas Eve, his only nephew Fred stopped by the warehouse.
3: To see him. Uh, merry Christmas, Uncle! God save you! Uh, humbug! Christmas a humbug? Oh, come now, you—you you don't mean that? I do. Merry Christmas!
2: What right have you to be merry?
3: You're poor enough. <laughs> Very well then. What right have you to be dismal? You're rich enough. Uh, humbug. Oh, don't be cross, Uncle.
2: What else can I be when I live in such a world of fools as this? Merry Christmas. Out upon Merry Christmas. What's Christmas time to you but a time for paying bills without money? Time for finding yourself a year older and not an hour richer. A time for balancing your books and having every item in them through a round dozen of months presented dead against you. Uncle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I had my ways. Every idiot who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips would be boiled with his own pudding and buried with a stake of a holly through his heart.
3: Uncle. Tell
2: you? Keep Christmas in your own way and let me keep it in mine. But you don't keep well, it. Well, let me leave it alone, then. Much good
3: may it do you. Much good it ever has done you. <laughs> oh, I, I've derived good from many things by which I haven't profited. <laughs> and Christmas is one of them. Yeah, that's <laughs> that. I've always thought of Christmas as a good time. A kind, forgiving, charitable, pleasant time. (laughs) The only time in the long calendar of the year when people open their shut-up hearts and think of their fellow men. Uh, And therefore, although it has never put a scrap of gold or silver in my pocket, I believe that it has done me good and will do me
2: good. And I say, God bless it. (laughs) You're a very powerful speaker, sir. I wonder you don't go into Parliament. Ah, <laughs> oh,
3: don't be angry, Uncle. <laughs> Come and dine with us tomorrow. Good afternoon, of you. But why won't you? Good afternoon. Well, I'm sorry to find you so resolute. But a Merry Christmas, Uncle. Good
2: afternoon.
3: And a Happy New Year.
2: Good
4: afternoon!
1: <laughs> no... Scrooge didn't believe for a moment that Christmas was a kind and charitable time. He proved it that very same afternoon when two gentlemen stopped at his warehouse to collect his Christmas donation to the poor.
5: At this festive season of the year, Mr. Scrooge, it is more than usually desirable that we should make some slight provision for the poor and destitute.
2: Indeed. Tell me, are there no prisons? Oh,
5: plenty of prisons.
2: And the workhouses, are they still in operation? They are, although I wish I could say they were not. Uh, The treadmill and the poor law, are they still in full vigor? Both very busy, sir. Very well, then.
5: What do you want to me? A few of us are endeavoring to raise a fund to buy the poor some meat and drink and means of warmth.
2: Now, what shall we put you down for? Nothing. Oh, uh,
5: you wish to be anonymous.
2: I wish to be left alone. Mr. Scrooge. I don't make myself merry at Christmas, and I can't afford to make a lot of idle people merry. I help support the prisons and the workhouses. They cost enough, heaven knows. And those who are badly off, they can go there.
5: But but many can't go there, and many would rather die than go
2: there. If they'd rather die, they'd better go and do it. (laughs) And decrease the surplus population. Besides, I find it quite enough for a man to mind his own business and not interfere with other people's. Mine occupies me constantly. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon.
1: It was cold and dark when Scrooge left the ancient warehouse. The fog was so thick that he had some difficulty in locating the lowering pile of buildings where he had a gloomy suite of rooms. Since Marley's death, no one lived there but Scrooge. Then... As he put his key in the lock of the door, a strange thing happened. Uh,
2: That door knocker. I could have sworn it was Marley's face. Door humbug.
1: Scrooge entered, then locked and double locked the door behind him. He wasn't a man to be frightened by a door knocker.
2: Uh, Humbug.
1: He lit his candle and started up the stairs his footsteps echoing through the quiet house.
4: What's
2: that? Who's there?
1: What was that noise deep down below in the cellar as if somebody were dragging a heavy chain?
4: What's that?
1: The sound grew louder on the cellar stairs, rose higher in the empty halls below and then clanged and clattered on the stairs behind Scrooge as he fled. part of the fog outside, the ghost of Jacob Marley passed through the closed and locked door.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. Ebenezer. Who are you? In life, I was your partner, Jacob Marley. What do you want?
5: Much. Oh, much, Ebenezer. Be
2: gone. Right. I don't believe in you. Why do you doubt
5: your senses?
2: Oh, oh because a little thing affects A very slight disorder of the stomach makes him cheats. You, you may be an undigested bit of beef, or a blot of mustard, a crumb of cheese, or a fragment of underdone potato. <laughs> There's more gravy than grave about you. Oh, oh, please don't do that. Don't do that. I beg of you. Oh, man of worldly mind, do you believe in me or not? I do, I do, I do, I do. It'll make you any happier, Jacob, I do. But why do spirits walk here? Why do you come to me? It is required of every man. That the spirit within him should walk abroad among his fellow men. Yes, yes, Jacob, And if that spirit goes not forth in life, it is condemned to do so after death. (laughs) But but why must you wear that heavy chain, that chain of cash boxes and keys and padlocks and ledgers and, and deeds and swollen purses. It is the one I forged in life. Uh, I made it link by link and yard by yard. But why should you be so accursed? You, you were always a good man of business. Jason. Business? <laughs> Mankind was my business. The common welfare was my business. Charity, mercy, forbearance were all my business. Jacob, Jacob. Hear me. I will, I will. I will, I will now. I will. You may still have a chance and hope of escaping my fate. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you. You will be haunted by three spirits. Three, Jacob? Receive them. And for your own sake, Remember what has passed between us. Jacob, Jacob, wait. Now don't leave me, Jacob, please. Jacob. Look to see me no more.
4: Farewell, Ebenezer.
2: Jacob, Jacob, wait. Jacob, Jacob, Jacob.
5: Ebenezer Scrooge. Huh. Oh. Who are you? I am the ghost of Christmas past. Rise and walk with me. Walk? In my slippers? and dressing gown and nightcap. Come. We will leave by the window. Oh, no,
2: no, no, no. That's all very well for spirits, but I'm only a mortal and liable to fall.
5: Bear but a touch of my hand thus on your heart, and you shall be upheld in more than this. Come, Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> Look just below us, Ebenezer Scrooge The city and the years have been left behind Do you know
2: this place? Well, yes, yes, of course I know it. Bill I was a boy here See? There's my old school with the cupola and the bell hanging in it An ugly, lifeless place it looks quite
5: deserted.
2: Uh, it was Christmas Day. All the boys had gone home for the holiday. All?
5: Who is that lonely child left behind and chided for his tears by the schoolmaster?
2: I was that child's spirit.
5: Come now, Master Ebenezer. No tears, if you please. There's nothing more degrading than self pity. Besides Christmas, isn't at all important? A very wise man, the schoolmaster. Don't you agree, Ebenezer?
2: Oh, of course I don't agree. Why, Christmas is very important to a child of that age. Poor boy, I wish... Oh, well, it's too late now. What is it? Oh, nothing. Much. I... Uh... There was a boy singing a Christmas carol outside my warehouse. I... I wish I'd given him something, that's all. Yes. Come,
4: let's see another Christmas.
5: Now we are in the city, and that lonely boy is older. Do you know this warehouse, Ebenezer?
2: Know it? (laughs) Of course I know it. I was apprenticed here. Were you happy? Oh, yes, 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 yes. I was very happy, spirit, very happy. My employer was a kind man, and... Why, well... bless his heart, there he is. It's old Fuzzy Ways alive again.
4: <laughs> Your whole no more work tonight.
2: Christmas Eve, Christmas, Ebenezer. We're having a party tonight.
4: A party, Mr. Fezziway?
2: Oh, who's invited? The butcher, the baker, the milkman, the cook. Ho oh, ho! Here's the fiddler already. Clear away, lads, clear away. Oh, uh, Come, uh, Master Fiddler. Unlimber your fingers and give us something for dancing with plenty of life in it. Christmas Eve, you know. The best time of the year. God bless it. <laughs>
5: very simple and foolish man, old Fezziwig, with no head at all for business,
2: Ebenezer. Nonsense. Why, he was one of the greatest men alive. Indeed? I only wish. Yes? Oh, nothing. I was just thinking of my own clock, Bob Cratchit, that's all. Strange.
5: But my time grows short, <laughs> and there is one more place we must visit. Come. Come. <laughs> about you, Ebenezer Scrooge. That man and woman so busy wrapping up Christmas gifts for children. Do you know them?
2: I, I, I know the woman, yes. We, we were to have been married. But she felt we weren't suited to each other.
5: Didn't she release you from your promise because another idol had displaced her? A golden idol?
2: Yes, she said something like that. Yes, yes, yes.
5: Great pity. Listen, they speak.
4: What? <laughs>
5: There, darling, I think that'll do if you'll tie the ribbon. Oh, uh, by the way, I saw an old friend of yours this afternoon, although he didn't see me. Who was it? Can't you guess. Was it Mr. Scrooge? Mr. Scrooge it was. I passed his office window and I could see him inside. Poor Ebenezer. His partner lies at the point of death, I hear. And there Scrooge sat alone, quite alone in the whole world, I do believe.
6: He's a very rich man, but he has so little. No friends, no children no one to love him at Christmas time. He must be so unhappy. And I feel very sorry for him. Spirit, remove
5: me from this place. Not yet. Oh, not yet, Ebenezer Scrooge. You have seen the past. Now prepare yourself to meet the spirit of Christmas present.
2: Where are you? Don't leave me alone.
3: Be not afraid, (laughs) Ebenezer Scrooge.
2: Behold in me the spirit of Christmas present. The place is strange. Where are we? There below us lies Camden Town. Oh, Camden Town. Ah, that's where my clerk, Bob Cragut, lives. Yes, it is he we visit. See, there below us is the street and house we seek. Not a pretty setting, is it? (laughs) Well, no, 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 no. It isn't exactly palatial, but it probably serves its purpose. After all, he's only a clerk. Ah, yes. And with so many mouths
3: to feed, it's doubtless the best he can afford. (laughs) Come, we will go in.
6: (laughs) Kidding? Kidding? <laughs> oh, the gravy, good heavens, I nearly forgot the gravy. Here, Belinda, you watch the applesauce. Yes, Mother. Martha, you dust off the hot plate. I will. And Josie and Thomas can start setting the chairs at the table. Oh, yes, Mother. Yes, Mother. I don't see what's keeping your father and Tiny Tim. Well, perhaps the church service is extra long. Ten minutes more and the goose will fall apart. And the pudding will be overdone. Oh, oh.
5: Here they come now. They're just turning the corner.
6: Tiny Tim's riding on Father's shoulder. Oh, thank heavens. Open the door, Father Belinda. Yes, Mother. <laughs> Giddy up. Giddy up, daughter.
1: Oh, guys, now. This is a wild horse with a black mane. He
4: gallops and prances and runs like <laughs> the wind. Hi, home. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Hi,
1: home you come. There. Joseph, Thomas, take him off and get those hands clean for dinner. Come on, Tiny Tim.
5: Just wait till you see what's in the oven.
6: There never was
5: such a bird.
2: Now,
6: don't waste any time. Everything's ready. How did he behave in church,
2: Bob? Oh, as good as gold and better. You know, somehow he gets thoughtful sitting by himself so much, thinks of the strangest things he ever heard. I know. He told me coming home that he hoped that people saw him in church because he was a cripple and it might be pleasant for them to remember upon Christmas Day who made lame beggars walk and blind men see him.
6: Poor
2: boy. Poor boy. Why are there tears in your eyes, Ebenezer Scrooge? Well, Cratchit never told me the boy was lame. He has worn that iron brace and carried that little crutch ever since he can remember quiet. They gather at the table. A toast. A toast to the founder of the feast. I give you Mr. Scrooge.
6: The founder of the feast, indeed. I wish I had him here. I'd give him a piece of my mind to feast upon.
2: My dear, Christmas Day.
6: Well, I'll drink his health for your sake and the days, not for
2: his. And a merry Christmas to us all, my dears. God bless us. God
4: God bless bless
2: us. us. And what do you say, tiny Tim?
4: God bless us, everyone.
3: Ebenezer Scrooge, my time is up. You must go to meet the third and last
2: spirit. Wait, 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 wait spirit. Please wait and tell me this before you leave me. Yes? Tell Tim. me. Wilt I Tim him, Lou? I see a vacant seat and a crutch without the owner. Oh, now, now, now. Don't say that. If these shadows remain unaltered by the future, the child must die. Oh, spirit, no. No, no, no. Will it not be better if he does? As you once said, it will decrease the surplus population. Ah, spirit. Farewell, Ebenezer. The ghost of Christmas yet to come awaits you. (laughs) Where am I? What place is this? So dark and cold and thick with fog? And who are you, dark phantom with the hidden face? I fear you more than any of the others. Are you the ghost of Christmas yet to come? But this is a burial ground, neglected and overgrown with grass and weeds, the resting place of those forgotten and unloved. Why do you point to that stone? What name is written there that I must read? letters are too dim and the fog's too heavy. Tell me, Spirit, who rests in this lonely, untended earth? You are that man, Ebenezer Scrooge. (laughs) No, Spirit, no, no, no. You are that man. (laughs) Spirit, Spirit, hear me. Uh, I'm not the man I was. I'll not be the man I must have been but for this night. I will honor Christmas in my heart and try to keep it all the year. Uh, hear me, Spirit. Hear me and tell me I may sponge away the writing on that terrible stone.
4: <laughs> spirit! Hear me! Spirit! Spirit! Spirit!
2: But oh, you're not a spirit at all. You're my own bedpost. There isn't any graveyard. This is my own room. And there's the door where I saw Marley's ghost. And there's the window where the first Why, it's broad daylight. No fog, no mist. It's a beautiful, sunny, glorious day. And people on the street all dressed in their best. And church bells, too, must be Sunday. Oh, Oh, boy... Boy, you down there? Yes,
4: sir. Uh,
2: What day is today, my fine fellow?
4: What day? Why, this Uh, is Christmas Day, of course.
2: ah, Christmas Day! Christmas Day! Then I haven't missed it. The spirits have done it all in one night. hello down there. Yes, sir? Uh, did did you know the poultry shop at the corner?
4: I should hope so, sir.
2: (laughs) An intelligent boy. A remarkable boy. So tell me. Uh, do you know if they sold the prize turkey? The little
6: one? No,
2: no, no. The great big prize turkey. Oh,
6: it's hanging there right now. Go
2: and tell him to bring it here. Yes, sir? Come back with a man and I'll give you a shilling. Come back in less than five minutes. You'll get half a crown. Yes, sir. <laughs> Look at him run. <laughs> I'll send it off to Bob Cratchit. And he shan't know who sent it. What a joke it would be, twice the size of tiny Tim! Now, let me see. I put you get dressed. I've so much to do, and it's going to be a busy day. Yes, sir, a very busy day.
1: And it was a busy day. Ebenezer Scrooge was out observing Merry Christmas in the merriest way. And he looked so delighted that people just couldn't resist speaking to him.
2: Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge! Uh, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas!
1: Yes, and he stopped to pat children on the head.
2: Hello, son. Uh, Merry Christmas, my dear.
1: And gave shillings to beggars. God bless you, Mr. Scrooge. And he even went calling on his nephew. And his nephew's wife kissed him. Oh, he had a wonderful time and a wonderful Christmas. (laughs) The morning after Christmas, he was early at the office. Scrooge wanted to be there first, and he wanted to catch Bob Cratchit coming in late. Well, Mr. Cratchit, so you finally got
2: here, did you? Look at that clock. What do you mean by coming here this time of day? Why oh, I'm very sorry, Mr. Scrooge. It, it won't happen again, sir. Indeed it can't. Indeed it can't. Step over here to my desk, if you please. Oh, it's only once a year, sir. A poor sort of excuse, Mr. Crutchett. And I'm not going to stand for this sort of thing any longer. And therefore, therefore, I'm about to raise your salary. What was that, sir? A merry Christmas, Bob. A merrier Christmas than I've given you for many a year. I'll raise your salary and endeavor to assist your struggling family. Now make a both fires and, and buy a larger coal scuttle before you got another eye bob credit.
1: And Scrooge was even better than his word. He did it all and infinitely more. And to Tiny Tim who did not die, he was a second father. He became as good a friend and as good a man as the good old city ever knew, or any other good old city, town, or borough in the good old world. And it was always said of him that he knew how to keep Christmas well if any man alive possessed the knowledge. May that be truly said of us and all of us.
2: And so, as Tiny Tim observed, God bless us, everyone. Oh.
3: United States Armed Forces Radio Service, the voice of information and education.
0: Only I, I think the only problem with this one is trying to squeeze the uh, Christmas Carol into half an hour can be a uh, challenging proposition. The uh, hour broadcast that uh, versions uh, tend to be uh, tend to be a little bit better, but still I, I think this was definitely a welcome sign to uh, Americans uh, during the war as this great cr- tradition continued. That'll do it for now. If you have a story about your experiences or that of a loved one in World War II, I'd love to hear from you. I welcome all your comments at box 13 at net. King Curlin provides the opening theme, Heroic, com. Andrew Rines edits our sound, otrwesterns.com. I'm your host, Adam Graham. The war is offered as a service of the great detectives of old time radio. www.greatdetectives.net